I knew that Julia Garner was dying in the series. Like, I'd somehow accidentally come across that information. So I was nervous for seven episodes. You're listening to Skip Intro with me, Krista Smith. Bill Keith joins the show once again to assist me in breaking down the final season of Ozark. If you missed Bill's previous appearance on the podcast, he is our resident Ozark expert here at Netflix Q. This conversation is going to be chock full of spoilers. So if you haven't had a chance to catch up on the final season of Ozark, you might want to before proceeding. Welcome back, Bill. It's so good to see you. You too. The last time you were here, we were busy discussing uh, the end of season three and what to expect in season four, which sadly is the finale. Although... I couldn't think of a better uh, ending or last season of a show in recent memory than this one for Ozark. So thank you so much for your time, for coming in. Please, and I need me. to talk to you about it. <laughs> I mean, my God, and I just finished it. So like I saved it till right before we were chatting. So it was all fresh. Oh, so God, I'm raw. I'm raw. Um, well, today we're going to be focusing on the second half yeah. of uh, the part four. So, which is really just a crescendo. It feels like a snowball rolling downhill, just like that becomes a avalanche. I loved uh, all seven of these, each one uh, building on top of the other is incredible. Anyway, we will get to that. But I have a couple plot points I want to start with. Okay. So just to kind of keep us on track. Okay, great. Like I said, <laughs> even though I just watched it, that's much appreciated. <laughs> Because I know us, although I love us, I know us yes. too well, and we will yes, get we'll down. Get a little and, off. We'll get a little off, and I will indeed have presiders by the end. But all right, let's just talk a little bit about at the end of season four, part one. It gets a little crazy. <laughs> when, <laughs> like minute one into episode one of season one? Well, the Ruth Langmore to me when she's screaming, yeah. you know, you're gonna have to fucking kill me, which yes. became a meme heard around the world is that's how we end, you know, part one of season four. But one of the subjects that I want to talk about before we go into everything and we go into the final ap- episode, which I know um, we were both chomping at the bit to discuss, yeah. is Jonah, the kids. Oh what God. I love this season and was watching these kids that we had seen grown up from basically babies, you know, yeah. to full-grown uh, characters, adults. And Jonah particularly was, uh, his arc was great this year. Oh, absolutely. And, like, he's not, I mean, he's always been, like, a really interesting character. But, like, he, you know, some seasons are more about Charlotte than they are about Jonah or whatever. I feel like, I mean, it's been a while with these kids. But anyway, in this season, I was like, oh, my God, his clothes are finally fitting. Like, he's looking like a grown-up. Uh, he's living on his own, albeit in a motel. <laughs> with Ruth but uh, and he hasn't even graduated high school but yeah he's like a beyond, he's like lived like 30 lives longer than I have at this point um, and I love the way he hates his mom and, yeah. he, and he can kind of deal with his dad but he hates his mom and right it's just the it, it's just like kind of this beautiful 
twist that now Ruth and Darlene are his boss. So, but his dad's kind of proud of him at the same time. He's right. kind of horrified, and the mom is just utterly horrified. And they're teenage, and he's a teenage boy. And I have teenage boys, and I can totally relate to all of the simple stuff minus the money laundering. Right. That's well, happening. it's like they're like, oh my god, our parents are the worst. But then, like, their parents actually are the worst human beings ever. So, like, I mean, not really. We can get into that later. But like, they definitely have more reason than the average teen to be annoyed with their parents. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and especially Jonah, I feel like. Like, Charlotte at this point is like, all right, let's do this. And, like, Jonah is still so over them and this whole process and just wants to go off and do his, like, I don't know, money laundering thing. Like, I feel like he's just sort of like, I have figured out my criminal future. It's just not as gnarly as what you guys are doing. Right. And also, I think part of it is to punish his mom because, yeah. you know, he figures out that she probably had something significant to do with Ben's the death of his beloved Uncle Ben. Yeah. It is interesting how he's really keeping that anger towards his mom and feeling like if if you mm-hmm. could get rid of your own brother, then what makes any of us safe? What are you really right. valuing? But and I, both of those kids do that too, right? Like there are all these moments where like, you know, Bateman, sorry, Marty will say something and they'll be like, we know you're just doing this for her. Or like, she made you do this. Or, you know, it's just like, they're always like, it, you know, at one point, one of them even says something like, she, it's like you said, dad, she will always do what she wants. And it's like, oh, God. Well, let's talk about uh, Wendy Bird, the wolf bitch, right? Yeah, 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 <laughs> totally. It was like, she, yeah. I mean, Not I was, to be so last season. No, all, but, but like, it, you know, she's all, it's like she's been pretty gnarly from the start. But like this season, it's like you can just be like, oh, so Chris Mundy told Laura Linney just exactly how bad it's going to get. And no wonder she was like, thank God, I've been waiting like 40 years to play someone this dark and terrible and like ruthless you know like there there were so many scenes where I was just like wow they're oh wow I, you know like when she's on her knees begging her dad for forgiveness and then he's like no one's buying it and then she like kind of turns and is like yeah you're right that was total BS I'm just like really dark yeah no she <laughs> like, and when she's lying to her kids oh and then God. she goes actually that's that's a lie too uh I kept you know the lie going about Ben really just to piss your dad off um, or I kept Ben around. That's why I was yeah. keeping your uncle around, not because I loved him or thought he was a great influence on you kids, but really it was just to piss your dad off. Yeah. No, it was like, inc- <laughs> <laughs> wow, it was- got it. I guess this is like, I mean, points for being honest to your kids, I guess, but like you're completely devoid of warmth. Yeah, but it paid off with the, my favorite uh, Wendy Bird was the stuff when she was uh, with Navarro and with the yeah. cartel. That was, yeah. I just loved her nerves of steel and right? gangster style. And then when he got kind of intimate with her, like in the night and you think of me and you're just like this bone chilling yeah. moment when you realize that she's now become basically the head of the cartel. Right. It feels like this shift of power, which I thought was fascinating. Yeah. And like her delivery is always so like, that's the scariest thing about her, right? Which she knows, like she's not playing this like over the top. Like everything she does is like at a four, you know, like when she's furious or scared. Whereas like you can see it on Marty, like his face is like, oh shit, what did you just do, Wendy? Oh my God, what's happening here? But like, she's just always like, yeah, and I'm going to kill you too. Like, her face is just terrifying. And she never, ever breaks. And that's what makes her, like, just as terrifying as Navarro. And he sees that early on and is like, oh, this soccer mom is not to be messed with. Yeah, no, in her minivan and, and pedal pushers. So yeah. So, so good. So good. What I love and worship Chris Mundy for this is because yes. he gives the women from Ruth, 
Ruth to Darlene to Helen in season three. Yeah, and now Camilla. Camilla and off obviously Wendy. Yeah. Uh, he just gives them so much oh my God, to do totally. and to play with. And, you know, it's just, I mean, Camilla could have her own, by the way, spinoff. Oh, yeah, series. I'm ready. <laughs> Absolutely. No, but you're so right. It's like Chris Mundy likes women a great deal you know like this is a man who respects women and knows how to write for them and knows how to really give these storylines unexpected twists and women really just like really unseen characters before like the fact that she's able to manipulate like she's sort of like yeah I'm upset about what you did to my son I'm uh, you're my brother and all this stuff but at the end of the day did you think I wasn't as cold-hearted as you were you know, it's sort of like in the end when I, I there's like a moment when Ruth asks Wendy to make her a promise. I'm like, Jesus Christ, when when are you going to realize that like promises are meaningless in this town? <laughs> like, why are you even bothering to ask her? Like, promise if I do this, you'll do that. I mean, of course, Wendy's like, sure, no problem. I'll do that. I'll also murder you. Like, it's just sort of like so crazy. But these, yeah, they're just so unpredictable. And, um, and like that woman, Camilla, just completely without missing a beat, is like, oh, I see what you're doing to me. I see what's happening here. And shame on you for thinking you could pull this off on me, Marty Bird. And even you, Wendy Bird, you know? But I bought it at first. Oh, yeah, I, totally. She, but that's what I mean. Like, it's in, it's all happening in her head. So you, it's not like she goes home and is like, I think those people are fucking with me. Like, she's like, huh, really? You think that's going to work? Like, in the moment. And then just shifts everything. And yeah, then it was just a good, runs the whole show. It was a really good twist because I did not oh see God, that coming. no way. And I thought... I was like, okay, here we go. Oh, she is the poor mother. Oh, I had to do this, your son, blah, uh-huh. blah, 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 blah. And you bought the whole thing. I was like, oh, they're going to marginalize the, the you know, mother and the sister. And then right. when Navarro's like, when she comes to talk about things, he knows that she's, I love that. Right, because like, he's like, ooh, actually, I remember you've always been terrifying. Like, right, like, <laughs> oh, she wanted to reminisce. That means she's going to kill me. Like, I love that math, right? that kind of a drug cartel math. Like, totally. if you start reminiscing about the past. Oh, here she goes. <laughs> now she's going to kill me. Now it means she's going to kill me. So the body count is pretty high yeah. this last season. Yeah. I mean, I would say it's probably high throughout, but but this is in particular pretty incredible so is there a favorite death that you saw excluding the last episode right in terms of um just the general body count the surprises of of who died and how they were hit and whatnot i mean darlene got busy that's for sure i missed darlene honestly for the last seven episodes like so killing i get obviously that was a big like plot shifter with darlene and wyatt getting killed but it was the weirdest sensation watching the last few episodes, knowing it was over, and like being like really nostalgic for like these deeply dark, horrible people. And I was like, "Oh, where's Darlene and all this?" <laughs> <laughs> like, and that was kind of messed up. And like when you're sort of like, "Oh, is this the last time we're in this really, really depraved trailer park?" Oh, like, and I love how she's like, mm, "It's actually a pretty nice piece of land, except for all our shit that's here." When she's like dreaming up her like dream house on that. And then, yeah, but I, I miss, I, I definitely miss the Snells a lot and Wyatt. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, those were good deaths. When she was having the dream sequence, they brought a lot of dead people back, right? I'm not sure I needed to see Ben's demise. Like, I, I wasn't like jonesing for that. But I'm not saying it was bad. It was just sort of like, oh, God, this poor fellow. Well, we'll get to that in a yeah. second. I want to talk about the 
Ruth and the friend that comes back. Oh, Ra- Rachel. yeah. Rachel. That death to me, the, the bodyguard that was always driving the SUV. Yeah. Nelson. Oh, yeah. When she's like, he's going to kill me. And she's calling her friend who's relaxed and just thinks like, OK, I'm going to get Watching back Duck in. Watching Duck Dynasty. Watching Duck Dynasty. He's like, <laughs> get the gun. Get on the roof. Get on. I was like, oh, my she's God. She's like, I got to get my shoes. And she's like, lose the shoes. It felt like I was in the middle of like the born identity. Yeah, totally, I, I thought totally. that was incredible because it was just this action sequence and you really yeah. didn't know what was going to happen and I thought oh for sure Nelson's going to kill her right. she just got back and that's going to be on but Ruth but then and I then... didn't know if this was supposed <laughs> to be the case because like I know they love to shoot the show so darkly and but I was like looking at like walked up to my TV and I was like is that Nelson like what just happened who is that yeah. and then they're like panning back and I'm like I mean who else could it be Yeah, and it was him but like I, I because I don't know, they, it was sort of like, you didn't really know at the last minute who she shot. I don't know if that was intentionally a cliffhanger, but, um, and then when he's gone, it's like, oh God, here we go. Yeah. And then I kind of knew because <laughs> the nature of our job, I was like, I knew that Julia Garner was dying in the series. Like I'd somehow I accidentally come across that information. So I was nervous for seven episodes. I was like, oh, maybe they're going to do it in the first one or the second half. Okay, maybe not. And then, oh God. So and then anyway. maybe you thought you were just throwing a red herring. Well, then maybe. I was like, what if they were all on this? Exactly. Because <laughs> that's, that's happened before. Yeah, in totally. <laughs> I was like, oh, my God, was I totally fooled? Because um, she just kept hanging in there. And then I was like, well, how would they do it now? And then at one point I thought I was watching the last episode. And then I looked and there were two more. And I was like, well, Jesus. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, they uh, things continue to happen. Because this was right at one point, this was going to be just one series, one season. And then they were like, let's break this into two parts that are a little bit longer. Because this was longer yeah, than every because, other season. Yeah, it was longer. Because there was a lot to tackle. Yeah. And it was also the last, the final season. So I yeah. think that they broke it up. And, and, and it's super dense to, yeah. to I, I like I like how Netflix is breaking up these mm-hmm. series a little bit because it is really dense to sit there and kind of, if you want to binge. It's portion control. You know, They're exactly. helping us. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. It's it's good. It's like yeah. Weight Watchers. Thank you. Yeah, yeah thank, thank you. you. Actually, I did need to take um, a break and have a glass of water. Yeah. <laughs> I won't watch the second half of the season. Thank you. You're right. But the killing of Nelson did go to yeah. one of my favorite lines is when Marty drives up and is like, hey, so uh, Nelson's sitting at the bottom of that pool when you just see the cement going. Right. And the whole whole Ruth, the whole enlightenment of Ruth Langmore, mm-hmm. I loved because yeah. her then saying, oh, why are we having a swimming pool? We've got the, you know, the lake, lake right, right there. And she's like, you don't know anything about rich people, like how she absorbed that because someone yeah. said that to her and what a quick study she was. She uh, also looked great at the gala. I was like, who oh, took you on a shopping spree? She looked amazing. She looked I so love. good. And also when Rachel, when she goes and we see Rachel in Miami and she's working at an interior design store, she moves down to Florida and is selling like fabric to horrible women. And it's like, oh wow, she looks great. And then she comes back and she and Ruth, you're like, oh yeah, I mean, you can't actually run a casino and not be tied up in something crazy. So it's not like they open like a card store. But you did like sort of think, oh, these these women have like figured a way out of like this thing that the bird sucked them into. Mm-hmm. And it is a riverboat casino. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, let's go look at a couple scenes. And one of the scenes uh, we're going to look at now, of course, is the one that you just mentioned that you feel you didn't need. And I, of course, love seeing it because yeah, yeah. I liked Tom Pelfrey, excellent actor, and I yeah. wanted him to kind of have his moment. And also, I think it gave closure in terms of the character and for the audience. So, mm-hmm. all right, roll tape. I'm sorry you have to do this. 
Can you do something for me? You can tell Wendy I'm sorry too. growing up she's the only thing on the whole planet that really loved me and I'm including God in that equation she's she's the only thing that really loved me and I always wanted her to be proud of me you know I just fuck up too much and you know just I fuck whatever up and then I you know, I apologize and then fuck up again. And... You think she'd be proud of me now? The way I'm handling this? I think she would be. You tell her I'm sorry. And you... You tell her I forgive her. You, you can do that for me. Can't you? Uh, he did not. He did not uh, pass that along to Wendy. <laughs> we don't know. He might I mean, have said maybe. that in something we didn't see. True, I mean, true, true. what is kind of incredible here is that you actually feel when you're watching that scene that he might let him off. Right. You oh, feel yeah. like that's what I think is so powerful about it. And in, in the end, he doesn't. I also like the way neither one of them was wearing their seatbelt. That would have been insulting. <laughs> <laughs> right. Like, I'm going to kill you, but I'm going to put your seatbelt on first. Safety first, or, <laughs> if you could just buckle up. Yeah, uh, but no, he's so was, good. He's so good. I mean, it was sort of like I remember Chris Mundy even saying something like, you know, they expect they liked the character, they love the way everything was written, but like Tom did such a great job that they were kind of like, oh God, do we actually need to kill him off? <laughs> you know. So at least they brought him back for one like great scene, and it and it shows that all. It really does revolve around Wendy because all they all yeah. want to do is like have Wendy's approval and he just mm-hmm. wanted to do right by his sister. And, yeah, and also apologize to her. I mean, and he's apologizing to this henchman for having to kill him. I mean, it's just his job. He's just, yeah. that's what he's there to do. And she would have been proud of him, I thought, about the way he yeah. was handling it. <laughs> as sick as that is. <laughs> she yeah, totally. probably would have appreciated it. Oh, well done, Ben. Thank you. Thank you. Um, all right. So, and Which so, probably leads us to need, we need to talk about her dad as being uh, such a big part of the I was just thinking about uh, John Boy. The performance by Richard Thomas was, I mean. Yeah. And I'm of course, I'm thinking of when I say John Boy, I, I'm sure everybody or those that... Did not grow up uh-huh. uh, in the 70s and 80s, have any idea of what I'm saying, but there was a show uh, on reruns that I would watch called The Waltons. That's right. And it was a giant family, and they lived in the woods. I can't even remember, but I know. it was it like- somehow made like- 20 people living in a two-bedroom cabin still feel aspirational. Like, you still wanted to live with them because they were just so great. And they but had, he was, like, he was definitely, like, the coolest. Like, he was, like, the oldest brother. Right. And, and like, John Boy Walton. And, you know, good night, John Boy. And then, right. yeah, he shows up as, like, the alcoholic preacher, abusive oh, dad. Oh, so good. He was brilliant in yeah. this role. And when you think about it, you know, for for our uh, listeners, I will finish that thread at the end of every half an hour episode 
episode, I think it was, they said, they all said goodnight to each other and it'd be like, goodnight, John Boy, whatever. Yes. So that's why those of us who know, know when, when you say goodnight, John Boy, what that means. But his performance was phenomenal. And, and you saw where Wendy got it from. You saw mm-hmm. the rage. You saw the anger. You saw the distrust. It really yeah. grounded it. And you saw the problems uh with Ben, it all made sense. So I'm so happy yeah. that they uh, gave him a real arc and, a, and mm-hmm. a real and wanting to be the grandfather to the kids. And you think, oh my God, the kids are gonna fall for it. Yeah. And then Ruth even confronts him on, and she's like, "You don't want them. You just want to do this to get in in Wendy's head again." And then he's like, "Fuck you!" Like finally, after pretending to be offended by language, after being like the world's worst dad, all of a sudden has trouble with like the f word. But, um, yeah, and then Ruth is like, you don't even want these grandkids. And there's something weird going on, too, with his wife and what's his name? The guy who gets baptized. Oh, yes. I kept waiting wife. for them to randomly have sex, too. Right. The, the, the guy who, who like, says. Poor Tim. Tim witted. The, the, the guy, guy who yeah. thanks Wendy at the end. Yeah. Thanks for always having my back. And it's like, no, she ruined your life, like, five different yeah, times. Yeah. I want to talk about which probably was one of my favorite episodes in this whole last season was the one where Marty loses it, okay? Mm-hmm. And they're in the car and there's just traffic. And once again, it's a genius of the show where they show you the everyday, they really demonstrate everyday struggle that a husband and wife would have. Everything seems normal, but everything is so not normal, Yeah, right? But somehow they trick you. Uh, when you're watching this going, oh, yeah, we're just going to sit around the table and eat Chinese food and uh-huh. open a, you know, have a glass of wine at the end of the day and, and sure. talk about how we avoided, the, you know, the cartel today and what's right. on the, you know, what's for tomorrow? What's on the schedule tomorrow? But when they're in the car and it just starts, you know, one after another, it just starts building. And, and Marty's whole thing is it's all in what he doesn't say. It's all yes. that tension. He creates all that tension you know, just creates that vacuum and then Wendy has to fill it. It's the genius of the show. Yeah. It all culminates in this episode, A Pound of Flesh and Still Kicking. And when I watched it, I was like, oh, my God, I love this this episode. And then I realized it was directed by Laura Linney. Yeah. And the reason why I'm saying all of this is because when I first started this podcast, she was one of, this was three years ago, and she was one of my first interviews, you know, during that um the launch of the show. And I had asked her this, like, would you ever direct? I mean, she seemed like a a likely candidate in that she'd been in the business for uh, many, many years, came out of Juilliard, theater, television, film. And she was just like, no, I really, it's not me. I love being an actress. Although there are a lot of people that want me to direct. I just, I just don't see it. I really love what I do. And I just am so happy that they, uh, or she talked herself into it because this episode was brilliant. And it was also brilliant from the actor's point of view of watching those two, um, the heated exchange, and then when Wendy starts throwing punches, too. It's just kind of brilliant. Well, they gave her a really great one to direct Bateman in. Because I know that he wanted, I think he did the finale, and I'm sure he did other episodes this season, but this was such like a, he wasn't going to direct himself in this episode where he finally loses his shit and beats the hell out of a guy in a road rage moment. You know, like, it was just so great that Laura Linney could be directing him in that moment. Um, 
And it was also hilarious because, like, they're in a traffic jam. And, like, you know, Chris Mundy, who used to be a Rolling Stone editor, like, all his music cues are very specific. And there's some, like, garbage light rock on. And he's fighting with Wendy. And then he (laughs) cranks it up. And she's like, it's not even a good song. And I was just like, yes, this is going to get good. And then, of course, it escalates into this crazy fight with the guy in the car behind them. Um, that you've like in your head been like, oh my God, I almost got into a fight that I've never been in before uh, with someone in the car behind me. And he just goes for it. And then she piles on and it's uh, it's not like a brief scene. No. <laughs> <laughs> it's not brief at all, but I did love it. And I guess I probably loved it because it was, it really was showing the arc of uh, Marty Bird. Yeah. Uh, and where he's at in his life at that point with her, yeah, uh, with himself, yeah. Because even and, in the scenes before, when he sort of is like running things for Navarro, Mexico, like he sort of is like peering down and watching other people torture people in the name of him, you know, and sort of being like when he discovers that people have been skimming because he's like doing, of course, yeah. forensic accounting because that's like the only thing he actually knows how to do. I mean, besides being like super bright, but um, he. Uh, You know, he wasn't actually physically engaged in much until this moment. And then, like, there's a construction worker that comes to pull him (laughs) off. And, like, his legs, I just wanted to talk to him about it because his legs are still kicking. He lands a kick on the guy's face. um, And he just can't stop. It's pretty great. That's it's really great. great. Finally, it, Marty is like physically engaged. Yeah. And, and, and Laura got to get him there, which is yeah. great. Yeah. She did such a great job. Oh, my God. For someone. And yeah. And I because I remember reading that after the interview. Yeah. She said she absolutely didn't want to. And people had asked her on different different times in her career. And she was like, absolutely not. And Bateman was like, we're going to get you to do it. And then I guess they had like two episodes left, so yeah, she did. She did, and, and that's a good point. I hadn't thought about that, that he probably didn't want. It was great that she got to direct him in his kind of really physical, and so much coordination and timing. And it is almost like a play when they're trapped in the car. Uh, you know, it, th- that moment, that kind of claustrophobia yeah. worked really well. All right, we have another scene we're going to watch now. Ruth's kind of one of Ruth's big moments here when she's been, I wouldn't say vacillating on whether she's going to revenge the death of Darlene and Wyatt, but she recognizes the consequences of shooting Javi. Right. Or revenging her family's death is certainly going to complicate things for everybody, most of all herself. So they are in Claire Shaw's office, who's going to be their money, you know, mm-hmm. money laundering partner. Great offices, by the way. Right, really nice. And the fancy restaurants. I'm yes, like that we totally. got that. <laughs> that are like Chicago fancy, you know, yeah. like they're, they, it's not like it doesn't look like New York. It's it's sort of. But yes. It was great. I love that. I love seeing Chicago. So that that moment, she follows them, gets up there and here we go. You know who you're in business with? They will tear everything you have to the ground. And somehow they'll make you feel like next time it'll all be different. Because you want to believe. They'll make you feel like they fucking care. But Wendy, she's fucking soulless. She will rip your heart out of your chest if it helps her get what she wants. She's like a fucking predator that doesn't even know why it's killing anymore. And Marty? He pretends to care. 
But really, he doesn't have any real emotion. Or else he's too fucking cunt-struck to even know who he is anymore. Do you really think everything you do is to protect your family? Are you really that fucking shut down? They've stolen people's businesses. They dragged their kids into every part of the drug business. They've had people killed. Do you honestly believe every story they've ever told you? You've said enough. Oh, I mean, truth you, to power, right? Ruth. It really sums everything up beautifully. But also, can you imagine them playing that at the Emmy Awards? Like they just can't. Like it's like. What was it? Are you really so cuntstruck? Cuntstruck. Yeah, that'll be a first time to be broadcast at the Emmys. And that is a new. That's like a new word. Yeah, that's a new slang I remember what my generation called it. It wasn't quite that. No, it's like, but she she really does sum up things beautifully there when it's sort of like it's so true it's or it could be and it's like pointing out their biggest fears I think especially with Marty she's like don't fool yourself into thinking you're doing this because you're a great husband or a great dad it's because you're empty inside and you're not fooling me you're not fooling anybody else and she doesn't give a shit about anybody including you you know and it's just like she's just delivering it all and it's like so good wow. so good and you think about how it, it is like jenga pieces in a way mm-hmm. because uh jonah was the one that told her who killed right right darlene and and wyatt and then the, you know wendy's so mad at him why did you do that well i just told her the truth she asked me and i had to tell her the truth so their closeness right he yeah. felt obligated to tell her the truth and then she goes there and and laura linney that i mean uh, you know wendy is like okay you want him okay you're gonna do it a very impulsive mood you know move which we know later Marty's like, why did you do that? Well, she was going to do it anyway. She was going right. to find him anyway. I just did it. But I like that she couldn't hear it anymore. She no, and she's like, you've said enough. Anymore. Like you're you're being you're actually a hundred percent correct, and you have to stop. And then also the head of Shaw Pharmaceuticals there, you know, she's kind of disturbed by it all. And you're like, oh, but then like the next morning when Wendy shows up, she's getting out of her car, and that's when she goes. And can you believe they installed the dogwood where the boxwoods were supposed to be? And it's like, wait, you just literally watched someone get murdered. But like you're able to the next morning. I mean, sure enough, when you're getting out of your, you know, car to like continue to get the rest of America addicted on your painkillers. You're like, I can't believe what just happened in the garden this morning. (laughs) And then Wendy just looks at her and she's like, yeah, isn't it a bitch when landscapers screw up? It's amazing. Yeah, it's so good. And and the pain, which which will... Which we see later, but the pain on Ruth's face when she realizes that Marty isn't who she wanted him to be. And that is, to me, is why Julia Garner is so good, is because even when she says, and listen, we love her when she's swearing and she's, you know, all the lines, I mean, you know, what is it, Wendy's playing chess and you're playing fucking Candyland, you know, I mean, it's like one, one after another, all of these lines, but really, she's such a deep character yeah. and and 
Julie brings so much to it that you see that pain on her face when she's in that moment. She's like, I don't, what do I have to live for at this point? Yeah. And I remember there was an interview with Julia Garner. Maybe it was in the special that like airs right after the finale, but she was sort of like, when I got cast in this role, I was like, I don't relate to this character at all. Like, I don't have her confidence. I don't have her mouth, but I do get her sensitivity like she's a super sensitive human being and that's those are actually the most incredible moments of Ruth when she's just like really deeply upset by things Mm -hmm. and that was one of the I mean that's like scene of the season right there right and then when Javi comes in and it's just like (laughs) (laughs) totally yeah it's like even more dramatic to me than her death scene yeah which is which is not lacking in like fantastic drama but it's just like whew Oh, all right. Well, speaking, speaking of that, of. <laughs> let's let's move on to that scene. How'd you find out? Claire Shaw told me. I'm not sorry. Your son was a murdering bitch. And now I know where he got it from. Okay, first of all, there's so much dirt everywhere. Uh, <laughs> so there's so many yes. dirt roads and when she's driving. All right. Oh. Yeah. I feel like Camilla almost wasn't going to shoot her. There was a moment yeah. where she had respect for her about Where she was how- kind of like, mm, I bet there's a role for her in the organization. Right. She's so smart. Right. But it's, the, it's Ruth's knowing that at the end- the birds didn't betray her, I think is yeah. so key here. Yes. Because that's who told you. And so in a way, she realizes that they didn't. It yeah. wasn't. They did make that promise and Marty would didn't do that. And she knew in her in that way when you yeah. you, you expect the worst and but you don't really want to believe it. And I felt like that was such a moment. Totally. And the look on her face is like of fear and yet strength at the same time it was like the one gift that they gave that the universe gave her in the end it was like you weren't wrong like yes you were wronged so many times in your life but you know what you weren't wrong to have faith in the birds in this moment Mm -hmm. it wasn't actually them Mm -hmm. and then they give her sort of like you know i think that's the only slow-mo death in the whole series you know like like obviously helen was certainly not given (laughs) 
No. That graceful of an exit. But they kind of just let the bullet go through and oh, her fade Shakespearean. Out. I, I mean, mean, it's brilliant. I also love the Camilla. Like, she just came to town, I assume, to, like, kill her brother or say goodbye or whatever, go to the hospital. But she did bring a ball gown with her from Mexico, just in case. <laughs> like, I don't know where that came from or if that's, like, a deleted scene. Where, oh, yeah. But she was, like, on the dirt road. But just, like, I mean, that whole, they, that was... All the scenes, like everything is very elaborately crafted. Like the benefit scene, like the casino, like the production design on this show, like everything about it is just like perfect. Mm-hmm. I wanted to see the blue, what's it called? The blue cat, whatever, the resort, mm-hmm. like one last time. They allude to it at the end when they're like, oh, we left some $100 bills in a Bible right. and the blue cat. Because that was such a cool set. Um, anyway, it was just like they did such a nice job of saying goodbye to like places as well as people. You know, and then there were all these like random like camp. I'd see people, pedestrians walking by, and I'd be like, "Oh, I bet that was like a script supervisor." You know, I just felt like <laughs> people are getting their last. Their, yeah, their like everyone by. got, or like they would like randomly name check somebody, and I was like, "Oh, that was probably someone's mom." You know, and they did have. I saw. I read an article about it, but the lawyer that um, that. Uh, Ruth goes to see about whether or not she has any legal standing to own the casino. Um, the lawyer's name is Rebecca Luker, who was a friend of Laura Linney's who passed the past in it, like during COVID. And I know that they did that very deliberately. And they were all they and they went to her husband Danny Burstein for like little artifacts to put her name all over that Aww. set. So it was like a really very sweet um, Easter egg. That's so nice. Yeah. Um, and that's nice to hear that. I didn't know that. Yeah. Uh, also, I think it's interesting how Claire Shaw, when Camilla goes for her, like, I'm going to cut you from but I also like the way the show was saying about how unique the birds were. Because yeah. Wendy would have been like, shut up. Yeah. Okay, great. Got it. Stop the dramatic. You know, she would have been mm-hmm. right there. But where Claire, just one instance, mm-hmm. let it spill. Because and she they really- both look at her and they're just like... How dare you? How dare you, right? Like, you know, like there's what? some, they're like, we're terrible, but that's a, that's a violation of code. <laughs> like what just happened? All it's, right. So let's follow the birds from here where we really see, uh, it is the very end and we see Wendy's humanity where you, when she realizes that Ruth she knows what this means, and Ruth is going to meet her demise, and Marty's like, there's nothing we can do, and, and Wendy's still trying to figure out a way to save Ruth. And they realize there's nothing they can do. And you think, okay, the audience is still sitting sitting with this raw nerve. Mm-hmm. And you think, oh, okay, they're, all, they're going to get off. And also I will say... The kids look great, too, at the—so did—I mean, Wendy Bird had a great look on. Totally. The, they all look the, great. But the kids came out, and it was like—honestly, I was like, oh, Jonah's suit fits. Yeah. You know? Like, it like it looks good. It's the right size. The shirt isn't weird. The tie is right. Like, thank God. Yeah. You know, they really are fully grown up, and, and um, Charlotte looked fantastic. Charlotte looked great. So great. Um, it's like you, you, you're like hopeful for the, <laughs> yeah, no, shot. I will say, I love the, the fashion upgrade in the Ozark. I will say it looked amazing. Definitely. Well, cause the guy says like, you don't get to be the Cokes or the Kennedys yeah. or whoever you think you are. 
And I was like, oh, I mean, okay, just this, name, check away. <laughs> that scene where you think, oh, my God, this is the moral of the story. Like, yeah. the birds are going to get it now where you least expect it. It's like Al Capone and the accountant, right? Like, totally. here you are. You, you're not going to get away with having Ruth die. Like, this is your comeuppance. And just that line when he's like, you don't, haven't you heard the memo? You know, the rich don't get away with it anymore. You're not the Kennedys, the Cokes, whatever. Yeah. And then Wendy just goes, since when? Since when? And that is, it was just unbelievable. Uh, and then the, um, and then you just hear, see that shotgun and it takes you right back to the first season. It was perfect. Yeah. I mean, it really was. So talk about tied up with a bow. It's certainly not a Sopranos ending of nothingness. Like, like you said, like bow tied up, mm-hmm. you know, there, Sat- there are deeply satisfying, deeply satisfying. Um, on 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 all fronts, and I guess like, I mean, I could do a Maya spinoff. I could do with that. We said the Camilla spinoff. I mean, but most people, there was really we kind of know where this is going. Let me ask you a question. Yeah, if we just saw, I just saw this weekend Top Gun Maverick. Thirty six uh-huh. years later. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Very happily went into uh-huh. theater, watched it, you know, was so excited for, um, you know, Danger Zone and all the little like cues totally. and the new the new cast and everything. I mean, I think Ruth could survive. Yeah, no, a totally. bullet over. Cause we, Absolutely. Uh, right? Yeah. No. We and Camilla's like, my bad. Actually, do you want to go down to Mexico? Um and maybe we can figure something Airlifted. out. Airlifted. There is a world in which, you know, 30, my, my point being, you yeah. know, 35 years later, uh, we, we catch Julia up. Julia Garner has <laughs> like collected like six Oscars and she's like, you know what? Let's do a reboot. Yeah. You know, it would be very interesting because so many people are still alive. Right. Even the ones that didn't die. Like there's a lot of interesting ones, but she could like sort of come back and not be dead. And then, like, obviously, Wendy will never die. Yeah. Um, anyway, I just had some, I was thinking about that on my drive here, about yeah. how fun that would be in, like, 10 years or 20 years oh, yeah. to kind of catch up with uh, what's happening in the Ozarks and where uh-huh. they are and where Charlotte and Jonah are. And like Jonah, Charlotte's definitely a senator. I mean, oh, I, someone's yeah. definitely. And she gets pulled back in and was like, I have walked away from this for 30 years. Yeah. <laughs> and here you come. Yeah, totally. That would be so good. She and she really grew up so much too that actress, you know? Like Sophia Hublet's like it, it, she's a grown-up now. And uh, yeah, I'd be so ready for that. She reminds me of uh the Hemingway, Mario Hemingway. Yeah. She has yeah, that yeah. look to her. She reminds me of that um you know, when you're just looking at her on screen, just so charismatic, and you're wondering, what is she thinking? What is she going to do? But she had some nice stuff this this season as well. But, and they gave um, farewells to the the fallen Langmores. There was like a scene yeah. where they're all gathered around the campfire <laughs> singing. On the roof. On the roof. And then she's sitting on the roof, and you see them. I know. You can't remember. I mean, that's the body count, actually. Yeah. Because you're remembering like, all of those bodies and all of the... Uh, I mean, and they all looked really good. Like, they got a cleanup, like a beard trim and a shower for, like, you know. <laughs> it was like, oh, this family's great. Let's just gather around the fire and, uh, you know. It was kind oh. of a nice send-off to the Langmores. What happens to the pool? So who gets everything of Ruth's? It gets, it's the Wyatt's younger brother, right? Like, what? It's, yeah, three. 
Tree? Three? <laughs> I mean, does he get the pool and the house and the money and like the share? I feel like that pool is never getting finished. Unless we come back and it's like Back to the Future when like Biff took control of everything and like Back to the Future Part 3. I don't know. Maybe the guy who got baptized is like running the scene with... Um, the guy who got baptized. Yeah. Bill, that's awful. <laughs> <laughs> we don't have to run that. I mean, but. we need to find out his name and like imagine yeah. how many auditions. He did such a good well, job. Well, he's a local actor. I remember yeah, looking this good. up the last time and he was like, yeah, they found him in Atlanta or whatever and he got that role. Um, no, he, he was really very went good. through because like, yeah, he was his mom got hit by a bus. Then he fell in love with the stripper. Then he became an alcoholic. Did he become an alcoholic or just a gambling mm, addict? Addict. Okay. addict. Yeah. And then he sort of was like, oh, this woman's going to take you to terrible places once you get to Boone, North Carolina. So, uh, yeah, not not high hopes for him either. Okay. But Ruth, yes. Do Ruth, you think there is future potential. Ruth, for sure. I don't need to accept that she's dead. No, right? Okay, when are we going to get, like, the Langmore? When are we going to get the Ozark tour in the Ozarks? I mean, do you think? Right? Like, I would stay at that... Um, that, that motel? That motel. For sure. <laughs> totally. Totally. I would for sure have some beers. I mean, they could yeah. really do like a... Uh, if we could like kind of like spruce up the interiors of the trailers, like at the Langmore compound, if you will, I would stay there. Great Lake mm-hmm. Views. Mm-hmm. Um, the Blue Cat. Um, you could do something fun at Lickety Split that would yep. make it so depraved and upsetting. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I would definitely do the Ozark tour. <laughs> and you could have like all the people who died like be tour guides. Correct. So they would still have something going on. Yeah. I'm into it. Yeah. It's it, like, you know, three Listen up, weekend. Ted Sarandos. Yeah. It's a gold mine. <laughs> Calling events. Hello. <laughs> yeah, totally. Like Stranger Things events. Let's right? do an Ozark event. Yeah. It's true. You make it a long weekend mm-hmm. and you get to go and do all the things. You get to go on the boat ride and oh gamble. It's the best and... FYC event ever. <laughs> <laughs> so, Bill, what what are we going to do with our time now that we're not? I know watching. Are you on to Stranger Things or no? What? And I also haven't done um, Who Killed Maria. Is that what it's called? Who Killed Sarah? Yeah, Who Killed Sarah? Is that I haven't gone because that just dropped, right? Yep, yep. Um, so, because we don't know, right? No. Okay, that's still a big question mark. <laughs> Thank God, because it would make the title kind of useless for season two. Um, what what else are you watching? Um, deep dive on the Stranger Things. Okay, yeah, I have. I yes, I need to catch up with those kids now that that's all fully dropped. Yeah, it's. Uh, I got to interview the Duffer Brothers. They were in here, uh-huh. uh, not in here. Uh, Virtually, they yeah. were in here, but it was. I loved them. It was great. Oh my they God. just found out that they're identical twins, and just talking to them and their enthusiasm and their struggles and how they got out here from. Uh, you know, moving out from North Carolina and just creating Stranger Things, just the whole story of them and how they work together. And it's interesting how, like, you forget, like, you see Millie now and she's full grown, you know, 18, 19 yeah. years old. But they Dating were really, Bon Jovi's yeah. son. Oh, Jake Bon Jovi, JBJ. I love it. Uh, but speaking of the Waltons in the 80s. Right. Uh, but... Uh, you know, they were 12. Like, right. talk about these shows I, like Ozark where you meet these, these you know, you're, you're casting uh, child actors and you never know how it's going to turn out. No, and, I remember doing a photo shoot with them during season one. And we were, like, season one had just been released and we were shooting them on the Universal lot. And then we had this idea that we never used the photos, but we took them up to the Psycho House. But then the tour group came by and the tour bus noticed them and the kids were all like, oh, 
so Stranger Things is a thing. You know, like it was just like yeah. in that moment. And they were like, I don't know, 11? No, they're young. Or they're like young. that, you know, whatever. And it was just like, God, that was so long ago. <laughs> but it's gone on and just, it's it's incredible. That's really it was good. like watching them at the um, at the premiere and uh, or seeing the photos yeah. of them and all of that. So really even good. looking back at Millie's Q cover seems like a long time ago. I know. So it's amazing. All right, Bill, are you ready for Guess Who Said It? Yeah. This is something I just thought it would be fun to spring yeah. on you. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> as our as our resident, because uh, I would have prepared studiously. <laughs> All right, so um, points if you guess who said it, and then extra points if you know who they said it to. Right. Okay, so the first one is what? You don't think attempted murder is cause for grounding? I'm going to guess Wendy. Ding, 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 ding. Okay, who is she saying it to? Charlotte? (sighs) I was going to say Jonah, but then it... Marty. Oh, Marty. Oh, yeah. Okay, okay, okay. But I could still technically have a perfect score. I could have like 100%, just not like... 105%. A hundred and five percent. So mm-hmm. okay. If you're a killer, then I'm Snow White, and I don't see any dwarfs around. Yeah, that's Ruth. <laughs> but who's Ruth saying that to? Marty. Bingo. Yes. Oh, okay. all right. You get a stick of gum. All right. We need large numbers of money, and then we need to buy all the people. Marty. And who's he saying it to? Wendy. Oh, look at that two sticks. That of sounds gum. like season one. That is so good. All right, one more. You've got balls for being such a slight little thing. I mean, that's two Ruth and um, her dad. Darlene. Oh, yeah. Darlene says it to her. Uh, You did really well. I can't wait to see all these people at the Emmys. Like, like, I can't wait to see, like, Darlene Snell in, like, a blowout and nice dress. You know, like, I don't really know what that woman looks like, but she, I'm sure, is quite lovely. Um, All the Snells, all the Langmores, you know, they never got to go to the political fundraiser. Mm-hmm. And we didn't get to see them dressed up before mm-hmm. they were killed. Mm-hmm. So that'll be nice. Do you have a favorite episode? Um, I think, yeah. Well, I think it's the close of season five when when um, uh, Wendy's dressed like a stormtrooper in that like white gown that's like a sheath from like head to toe. And that's like, actually what Chris Mundy said she was wearing. Like I didn't come up with that. But like they're walking down that bedroom hallway at the end of the season. Um, and it's just like, I think because I'm so obsessed with that house, it's so dramatic. Season Is that three. season three? Yeah, because there's no season five. I'm sorry, the second to last season, I mean. Yeah, yeah season yeah, yeah. three, right. Yeah, like that to me was just like, like, I don't know. It was like, and I know there was like a crane shot and all that stuff, but it was just like, and the music cues were perfect on it. And it was just like Ozark at its finest to me, minus like having a really great Ruth um zinger because that scene but the big fight you know the wolf bitch wolf scene was always also a good one there's so many but i think yeah wendy and ruth were my were uh, yeah they're my favorites and you get why like yeah i mean jason bateman was like i'll do this if i can be the director of it like he was in love with the material far more than he was in love with playing marty bird not Mm -hmm. that it wasn't a great character but it was just like 
these women are incredible. Yeah, it's too. I, I think I can't remember in my lifetime seeing more interesting female characters, yeah. and and also young, old, you know, totally. And Darlene, like all different of, across every, the board, yeah. every age group represented. Yeah, and Helen, like oh my god, all of them, all of the women, even like the poor minister's wife who gets killed in season one. They're all just super interesting. I did miss Helen's pantsuits, though. I, I, yeah, no, there was definitely a lack of high waists in season four. <laughs> and I think everyone felt it. They did. Bill, thank you so much. This has been so great. My pleasure. Uh, but it's great to see you. And I'm going to drag you in here again uh, for um, something else. Just yeah, you name rest it. Rest be short. We'll get you in here. The final season of Ozark is streaming now on Netflix. Thanks so much for joining me. I'm Krista Smith, your host and creator of the show. Skip Intro is produced and edited by Isabella Riccio and engineered by Dave Corwin. Special thanks to our coordinator, Alyssa Hillman. Please subscribe, rate, and review Skip Intro wherever you've been listening. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Krista Smith. If you enjoy the podcast, please go to NetflixQ.com for more. That's NetflixQueUE.com. 